everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is January 16th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block. So next week, we're going to be starting into Doctrine and Covenants, sections three through five. So I'm really looking forward to that next week. I just wanted to point out something really interesting about what we've been talking about. Moroni comes to Joseph and he expounds a bunch of scriptures to him. Now, a lot of those scriptures were prophecies about the restoration of the gospel and the return of the priesthood in order to bind generations. So on one hand, we have Moroni talking about the restoration of the gospel, and then he continues on and begins to quote scriptures about the destruction of the earth before the second coming. And I think that that's so interesting that those were the two areas that he focused on. On one hand, he's talking to Joseph Smith, and he's talking about the restoration of the gospel and preparing the earth for the second coming. And then he goes on and talks about cleansing the earth at the second coming. So I think that that's interesting that he hits all those spectrums there. I really, truly wonder how much Joseph Smith understood in that moment. I know that if it were me and I was praying and an angel came and started quoting scripture, I don't think I would be hearing any of the scriptures. I'd be so focused on the incredible visitation that I was having. So it just makes me wonder. And maybe that's why Moroni came three times. Maybe the first time Joseph was just so awestruck in the moment that the things that he was saying wasn't quite registering. And so he leaves. He comes again. This time, Joseph can focus a little bit more. He leaves. He comes a third time. And now Joseph can really take into heart and remember a lot of the things that Moroni is saying. There's one verse that says something that I really love. After Moroni comes for the second time and leaves, verse 46, Joseph says, By this time, so deep were the impressions made on my mind that sleep had fled from my eyes, and I lay overwhelmed in astonishment at what I had both seen and heard. I love that phrase, overwhelmed in astonishment. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever had one of those moments when you recognize the hand of God so profoundly in your life that it leaves you overwhelmed in astonishment? I think I've had a few of those experiences in my life that as I see the hand of God and as I recognize the mercies that he's blessed me with, I am just all amazed at the love of God and his willingness to reach into my life, to bless me, to teach me, and to guide me. I think that the more we focus on our Father in heaven, the more grateful we are for the blessings that we receive, and the more we strive to recognize the hand of God in our mercies, the more able we are to feel overwhelmed in astonishment as we see our blessings. Elder Faust once said, The thankful heart opens our eyes to a multitude of blessings that continually surround us. So I like this idea that as we strive to develop an attitude of gratitude, as we try to focus on our blessings and the many gifts that come into our lives, then our eyes become opened to the many gifts, the many blessings, the many mercies that God is sending into our lives on a daily basis. And as we begin to see those more fully, more frequently, and more truly, then we can have these experiences where we are overwhelmed in astonishment. 
at the goodness of God. So after that experience with Moroni, Moroni leaves. The next day, Joseph passes out in the field, sees Moroni again. After all that experience, there's one event in Joseph's life that he just mentions briefly here in Joseph Smith history. But in Joseph Smith's writings and in biographies about him, we are shown that it's such a critical event in Joseph's life. In verse 56, it says, In the year 1823, my father's family met with a great affliction by the death of my eldest brother, Alvin. So it's just one sentence in Joseph Smith history, but that one event was monumental for Joseph. He and Alvin were extremely close. Alvin was a huge supporter of Joseph and his visions and his callings. And for Joseph, it was hard to lose Alvin and to not necessarily know where Alvin was or what God's plan for him was. Alvin had gotten sick and they sent for their family doctor and their family doctor wasn't in town. And so they went to a different doctor who gave Alvin a medicine called calomel. And somehow, I don't understand it all, but somehow the calomel got stuck in Alvin's system and he got sicker and sicker and sicker until their family doctor finally got home and realized that there was nothing that they could do for Alvin and that he would die. But he called Joseph to him in some of his final moments and said, Joseph, I am going to die now. The distress which I suffer and the sensations that I have tell me my time is very short. I want you to be a good boy and do everything that lies in your power to obtain the record. Be faithful in receiving instruction and in keeping every commandment that is given you. Your brother Alvin must leave you now, but remember the example which he has set for you and set a good example for the children that are younger than you. Be kind to father and mother. Now, I think oftentimes I take for granted the knowledge that I have that there is more beyond this life. The losses that I've suffered in my family, the grief or sadness of death is, I don't want to say it's easily lifted in Christ and easily lifted because of the atonement, because it's still hard. There's still grief, but I can find comfort and peace and joy in understanding God's plan of salvation. Joseph didn't exactly have that at the time that Alvin died, but because of Joseph, because of the revelations which God gave, we have a knowledge of God's plan of salvation. We understand in ways that no other church understands or teaches what happens beyond the veil. And because of the restoration of the gospel and Elijah revealing that priesthood in the Kirtland temple, we have more. We have more knowledge. We have more hope. We have more peace. Elder Uchtdorf said, why do we resist endings? Because we are eternal beings. Endings are merely interruptions, a temporary pause in our eternal progression, which will one day seem small in the eternal joy waiting for us. My friends, these are things that we understand because of Joseph Smith and the restoration of the gospel. Take a moment today and ponder, how have you been blessed because of your knowledge of the plan of salvation? M. Russell Ballard said that what matters most is what lasts longest, and our families are for eternity. My friends, I testify that because of the restoration of the gospel, because of the restoration of the priesthood and the temple ordinances, our families can be 
forever. That is a blessing that Heavenly Father wants to bestow upon all families. But He expects us to keep our covenants. He expects us to obey Him. He expects us to live in a way that shows our gratitude for those eternal blessings. My friends, I testify that it is in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints where we come to a full understanding of God's plan for families. I am so incredibly grateful for the Prophet Joseph Smith and for the restoration of the priesthood so that I can have the peace and comfort of knowing that I will be with my loved ones forever. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.